Hey, it's the good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C4FAP and go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you, sign up today. Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing Eisner and GLAAD nominee and Ringle winner Joe Corello. He is here to promote The Never-Ending Party. It is a five-part comicsology original that he co-wrote with Rachel Pollack. Now, listeners, my, now, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Rachel um, wrote the um, Vertigo Doom Patrol back in was it the 90s, 2000s, something like that? In, in the early, mid-90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Now, the first issue of The Never-Ending Party is um, the first two issues of The Never-Ending Party is out on Comixology right now. Um, mm-hmm. Issue three comes out on August 2nd. Joe, welcome to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thanks, and thank you for having me. No, Joe, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. And listeners, I already told Joe this, and I told him I am not being sarcastic. So, Joe, please forgive me if I accidentally call, you know, um, if I accidentally called The Never-Ending Party uh, by another title, The Never-Ending Story. I'm sorry if I do that during the interview. Sorry about that. Okay. No problem. All right. Joe, I'm just going to go over a brief history of your comic book work. And correct me if I'm wrong, and please feel free to add anything to it. So, sure. So, I, so I know, you know, Joe, you have written um, she, De- she Said Destroy and um, Beckstar. You also mm-hmm. co-wrote Seeds of Eden, and you were the edit- the co-editor on the horror anthology from A Wave Blue World, both volumes, Deadbeats, and Deadbeats, yeah. London Calling. And mm-hmm. I know this is audio, but I want to show them that I did get, I did get it. I love, <laughs> this is great. Well, I love you. this. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. No, yeah. And um, let's see. Um. I know I'm missing a large chunk of your work. Is there any okay. particular work that you are proud of that you want listeners to know about? Uh, well, I, I would definitely uh, point to uh, the Mine Anthology and Benefit Planned Parenthood I co-edited with Molly Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still available now. All the proceeds uh, go to Planned Parenthood. It's, yeah. you, you can get it on Comixology. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, you should still be able to order it through your local comic shop. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. So before I start the interview, I want to give a big shout out to Pema Horvath of Superfan Promotions for setting up this interview and also giving me an advanced copy of issue number one. So Pamela, thank you very much. Joe, do you want to add anything to this? Uh, yeah, I mean, Pamela's great. Um, yeah, she, she's been great to work with. I, I got to work with her a little bit before on uh, another comicsology series that I, I edited, I didn't write, uh, mm-hmm. called uh, Lost on Planet Earth with uh, Max Asagio and Claudia Guerr. Um, and that is available through Dark Horse in Trade, so you can buy that uh, physically. And uh, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, where can Joe, where can listeners follow you on social media? Uh, the best places are probably uh, Twitter, which is just at Joe Corallo, uh-huh. and uh, Instagram at Corallo Joe. Okay. So, those are the two places you can usually find me. I um, I don't really post a lot on, on Instagram, but I get tagged in things, I share them and, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I'm on Twitter. I, I don't tend to tweet outside of, uh, you know, promoting uh, mm-hmm. books or the occasional joke here and there, but I, I, I'm yeah. on there. Okay. All right. So, Joe, where did you grow up? I grew up on Long Island. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, and then, what was or were your first comics that you read? I mean, if we're, uh, it, it's interesting because I mean, like I, you know, it all depends on the definitions of this. That you know, like yeah. we all start with like picture books and stuff like that. I know some yeah. people consider different things, you know, but I, you know, I think a, a lot of kids, you know, especially uh, my age, older uh, and younger too. I mean, the, those like little gold, golden books and all that. But uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I loved, um, you know, the newspaper we got Newsday. Yeah, you know, they would put in um, uh, like Garfield. I was like reading Garfield, mm-hmm. Peanuts, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's interesting because I guess you know, it's like technically, if you want to do like the genesis of comics here, I used to like reading the um, you know the Garfield strip, and then there yes. was also like Saturday morning Garfield cartoon. Yes. So I guess that was like the first like real real comic to to cartoon character that that I really. Um, you know, connected with, although uh, another uh, thing too, as a kid, I didn't realize it, you know, you don't realize everything as a kid, it turns out. But, um, yeah, I, I loved uh, Smurfs when I was little. My oh, parents okay. used to yeah. tape yeah. Smurfs for me and, and stuff like that. Uh, it was a cartoon, but that started as a comic, you know, and at the time I didn't know that, you know, yeah. for example. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And then, um, this is an off-the-cuff question. Do you remember um, your f- um, f- your first local comic book shop that you went to buy comics? You know, I I the one I remember best because there there were a few that I would go to occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one I'm I'm blanking on the name because it hasn't been there for a couple of decades now. Yeah. But um, there there used to be one I would go to that was in Hicksville on 107 next to a like a car dealership. It was like a, a mm-hmm. little strip, strip, uh, strip mall. And I don't, I, I went there, I think that was the first one I really remember going into. Yes. And, um, you know, when I was uh, getting Sonic comics, because I, I would normally go to, um, there was a, a Conway stationery, so it was called in town. I could like walk there and, mm-hmm. and get stuff at the stationery store. Um, Cause they had, you know, all sorts of Archie and Sonic and things like that. But yes. Um, the the one I remember when I would go to like like more like regularly was Captain Comics in Plainview, which is also not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I had friends who would work there. I had three different friends I knew over the years who had worked at that shop. Yeah. So that was like mm-hmm. the first one that I really remember like going to for the purpose of, you know. And, and I was going to that shop a little bit at the time, but you know, in terms of when I had a car mm-hmm. and I could drive myself places, yeah. like that was like the comic shop I, would, I would started going to. Ah, oh, that's nice. Off the cuff question before we start jumping into the never ending party. Yeah. Have you ta- have you ever thought about writing a you know 
reaching out to whoever, I, I don't even know who's publishing Sonic the Hedgehog. I think it's Archie's there. But anyway, have you ever thought of reaching out and just doing like a limited um, Sonic the Hedgehog series or anything? I'm just asking. I mean, no, no. I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to tackle Sonic in one form or another at some point. But um, yeah. I know that, um, you know, it's in good hands over at IDW. I haven't read all of it. I did read the first, the, the first hardcover collection, mm-hmm. which is like the first 12 issues. I've read nice. so far and I've, I've enjoyed it, but I, uh, I'm probably going to keep getting those. Mm-hmm. Spark. I know the second volume's out now. I'll get it at some point, but you know, I do really like uh, what they've been doing uh, mm-hmm. with Sonic so far. Oh, okay. All right. Now, how did your journey start, um, started working in comics? Like how did you break into comics? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, the, the way it, it kind of happened was through, you know, having an interest in, in comics and then talking to some people. I, I had a couple of uh, diff- different friend groups, one one from like uh, high school and then one in, in college that wanted to uh, collaborate on ideas for like superhero-esque kind of like um, animation pitches and things mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I had done that for a little bit. Uh, you know, it never really went anywhere. You know, it was a lot of like, there, there was some planning, some some ideas, mm-hmm. and, you know, things were written out, but, you know, it didn't go anywhere. So uh, after doing that for a bit, uh, I decided around 2010, I was I was going to come up with, you know, sort of things I could do myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked, uh, you know, I like comics and all that. And comics were a feasible thing. It's like, I want to do something, I want to get something out there. Um, I, I really like the medium so so I started with that mm-hmm. and then you know it it wasn't until you know that's so so yeah starting to do that stuff 2010 didn't really mm-hmm. self didn't self-publish anything till 2011 and then mm-hmm. didn't get uh published through you know someone that wasn't me until mm-hmm. like 2015 mm-hmm. oh, so mm-hmm. yeah oh, okay and then now we are here in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start talking about the never-ending party. Now, for our yep. listeners, can I ask you, can you tell us what is the story about? So, you know, there, there's a few different ways I think you can interpret the story, but the, the main focus is I, I came up, you know, sort of with the, the beginnings of the idea because mm-hmm. I thought it would be something that would work well with Rachel, and I reached out to Rachel, and then uh, we fleshed out the rest of it together. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of, it sort of came up with everything. Um, I I wanted to do something that kind of blended things we were both interested in. I, I mean, she obviously being a, a tarot expert, mm-hmm. uh, we have yes. the, the character of Mindy Morrow who who leads into a lot of that, and yes, you know, bringing in you know God's mysticism, Greek mythology. I mean, she was an expert on all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And my introduction to, you know, sort of the ideas of queerness really came from, you know, being uh, you know, sick and, and staying home from school, you know, like elementary school, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, you, you know, there, there's only so many things on TV during the day, like yes. when you're sick on the couch, yeah. uh, you know, and, and when you're sick on the couch in 1993, oh 94, you know, there was only so many things especially when you, you know it's basic cable it's and that Maury you know, Povich you know, soap operas yeah 
God, I think that's basically how it dominated the, the networks. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you're like eight or nine, you're like, you're too old for like, you know, because we had very basic cables. So, you know, had Nickelodeon and yes. things like that. But but like, I, I so I'm too old for like the Nick Jr. stuff that's designed for like preschoolers <laughs> and stuff who yeah. just aren't going to school yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm... You know, but I'm I'm too young to really be that interested in like Oprah and things like that. Yes. So, so every once in a while, you know, I I see something like uh, you know, uh, Geraldo Rivera used to have a daytime talk show. Oh my God! And yes. So sometimes, yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not that I think I really understood most of what was going on at the time or the topics or this and that. You know, other than like these people seem like they're in trouble. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to laugh because, Joe, I understand yeah. because because it's always a hey, we're here to talk about you know um da da you know da 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 da, and all of a sudden someone starts you know fifteen minutes in, someone starts yelling at somebody. They're in oh. each other's faces, and it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He famously got um, a chair thrown at him that was yes. enacted by Weird Al in the uh, movie UHF. Yes. But, um, but yeah, so, so he had on multiple times, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the club kids like Michael Alec and and, and those guys, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, Michael Alec later went on to be uh, convicted of murder and, um, he had murdered, uh, another club kid, Angel, and then he got out of prison, I want to say a couple of years ago, and then actually died shortly after, Mm -hmm. um, but, there was, uh, so, so seeing them like in, in like RuPaul was part of that circle. Mm-hmm. So like yes. RuPaul would be on there. And that was like my introduction to RuPaul was RuPaul being on like Geraldo mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the nightclub scenes. Yes. And so, so, so I was thinking about that stuff, that era, what happened around when, when Michael Alec had, had killed Angel. And mm-hmm. it lines up with like the Vertigo era of like DC Comics, like yes. the 90s of both instances. And that's when Rachel was doing a lot of stuff over at DC. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be interesting to sort of like combine that, have you know, Rachel be involved, like talk about like that era and then jumping to the present. Yes. Which also like kind of poetically, uh, ties up how this is really Rachel's first like um, series in yes. 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. She had a one shot of Tomahawk, which I believe came out in 98. But mm-hmm. again, you know, we were talking about long form stuff that wasn't yeah. like a one shot or a, uh, or an anthology piece. Um, so, so this is her longest work in you know, 25 years. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I thought that would be an interesting you know, sort of way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, before I continue, I'm just going to ask. I know you mentioned you start to you reached out to Rachel. Did you and Rachel are you, have you guys known each other for a while? Or are you? I, I just wanted to know sure. how you guys know. You know, so I I um I read her run on Doom Patrol probably about seven years ago, something yeah. like that. Uh, and ended up emailing her, you know, like a fan email through the website. Oh yeah, okay. and. And within like a day, she emailed me back, and, and we started correspondence. Oh, and that's and nice. uh, yeah, we, we've gotten to be friends. I've mm-hmm. uh, I've seen her when she's come down to New York. I visit her up, up uh, you know, she's upstate, so mm-hmm. I've gone up there a few times. Um, you, you know, and I had gotten to work with her 
couple of times, uh, you know, she had a story in that first Debbie's anthology. Oh, okay. uh, that was me bringing her in with with uh, Richard Case and John Workman to have a sort of um, you know reun- Doom Patrol reunions. Just three of them did work on a few oh, issues together. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, and and she also had a story in the Mind anthology. I wanted to make sure she was in that. And so so he got into work on on some smaller scale stuff. I wanted to do something a little bigger uh, mm-hmm. with her involved. And and yeah, that's that's how that sort of came together. But you know, uh, you know, we consider each other friends. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, um, um, couple of things I um, I I want to ask you about because, and I'm sorry, and I and listeners, I told you I'm sorry. I know the second issue's out. I just only read the first issue. Um, let's see, um, can you go over a little bit of the characters? I know about Mindy. Um, oh, and also too, I have to. I love issue number one. How there's that one panel that introduces everybody, the players, like yeah. Mindy, Lulu, Don, Kate, um, and I think in later on in 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 um, after 1995, I think um, I think um, is it Mindy's girlfriend, um, Flava? Is that her name? I hope Flavia. I'm pretty, Flavia. I'm sorry. Yeah, Flavia. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, but yeah. So can you just kind of go over who the characters are if you don't mind sure i, I mean the the important characters uh to keep in mind for this are uh, you know mindy morrow is mm-hmm. the uh you, you know we're mostly seeing the story through her yes um you know so she's she's a she's a tarot expert herself mm-hmm. but you know he, and, and she's sort of a, a good friend. She had used to date uh, Lulu, mm-hmm. yes. who, um, you know, I don't want to go too much oh. into all the stuff with, you know, the, with how the first issue ends, but, you know, her and Lulu used to date, and then, you know, something had happened, mm-hmm. and uh, she had been gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mindy's sort of been moving on with her life, and... Yes. Uh, Flavia was a friend of hers from you know, 25 years ago, and they're mm-hmm. currently uh, living together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flavia was someone who was in in uh, in a relationship with Skytani. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and he he was also part of that crew, but that their relationship, you know, didn't work. You know, where you know we hint at that you know it eventually got abusive and, and things like There's, that. Yes, so. Yeah. Um, you know, so Tommy's another character uh, mm-hmm. that we also get to see what he's uh, gotten up to in, mm-hmm. in the years that have uh, taken place since then. Then you have Kate, who was kind of, you know, the, the rich kid who kind of was able to, you know, afford, you know, either owning a club and like yes. throwing these sort of parties and all of that mm-hmm. um, and kind of used her money as a reason why she should kind of, dictate uh what they do and mm-hmm. and you know what kind of fun they have and, yes. and all of that so she's um so there's some tension there between you know her and the rest of everyone mm-hmm. um and another there's the, the character of don who was um you know someone else who was close with uh close with lulu one of, you know more of lulu's friends uh, mm-hmm. a lot of them were really more of like Lulu's friends that Mindy got to know after Lulu and mm-hmm. her dating. But, you know, Don really stayed, you know, was always close with Lulu and Flavia kind of got closer uh, mm-hmm. with Mindy. Uh, 
th those are really sort of the, the core characters early on. There's, there's also Chris who, you know, we'll, we'll learn more about mm -hmm. over the course of the story, but he, he's someone else who is, is part of that group. Mm -hmm. And the other really important characters here are, uh, you know, Dionysus himself, the, the guy. Yes, uh, right. is, is a character. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we really get to flesh out the character. We, we made some, you know, interesting choices, I think. Uh, we're always portraying Dionysus as uh, very tall, mm -hmm. but, like, at least, like, a full, like, you know, head and shoulders over everyone else. Yeah. You know, and things like that that were done, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very uh, particularly. Uh, there, there's also little bits, uh, you know, definitely like in issue three where, you know, we lean into certain aspects of, of Dionysus that, you know, if you're, if you're really, you know, scholared in, in, in Greek mythology like that, you might catch some of that stuff. Oh, that's pretty, that's really good. That's interesting. That's yeah. really great. Um, sorry, Joe, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. pick a scene, actually, because in issue number one, the Arcane Club in 1995. Now, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna. I don't want to try to spoil it too much, but because the club has your regular club, and there's that special that special VIP back room. Mm -hmm. When I read that scene, you know, that scene is like, wow, that that's yeah. just crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. But I have to just ask, you know, was that scene kind of influenced by the Blade movie? Because you know, in the Blade movie. Mm -hmm. You know which scene I'm talking about, the opening, one of the opening scenes. Oh, yeah, the, the blood rave scene. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I didn't draw any particular influence from, from that scene, okay. but I have seen the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm aware of it. Um, so, someone had also brought up, uh, this was in, like, a review of the book, uh, Queen of the Damned, uh, which is, uh, you know, yes, another element, too, which, which, again, it's like, you know, I've seen it. It wasn't a particular... Uh, you know, influence necessarily in that scene. Uh, that said, I, I don't know, like that could have influenced uh, Ava mm -hmm. uh, Cabrera when, when she was illustrating it or anything like that. Oh. Uh, you know, I haven't actually asked her uh, on uh, some of the different things that, that might have influenced her, but, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's all interesting ways to go for that, yeah. <laughs> no, you brought up um, Ava, your artist. So um, how, did, how did you and Rachel team up with Ava? Well, I, I had worked with Ava on uh, volume three of Kim and Kim. Mm -hmm. And then I got to work with her a bit in some anthologies. And I, you know, I, I've gotten to be friendly with, with Ava. So, you know, like I, I, I was aware of her schedule. You know, we, we you know, keep in touch. Mm -hmm. So I knew that there was an, an opening we could take there. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, it worked out. And, and I think that you know to date at least it's some of the best you know work i've seen her do yes so. i have to point out this funny scene i love in the first issue i think it's first or second page where you know we see the shot of the the club the first part of the the um the main club and in the background whose idea was it to put a chicken head over someone's um while someone was dancing, who who came up with that idea? That, that was uh, that was me. Um, that was uh, that was a reference to one of the club kids uh, mm -hmm. at the time. That there was uh, 
There's a guy dressed like a chicken. Yeah. And there's a, a few other um, sort of club kid inspired outfits in the background there. And, and you'll also notice some characters and that look like, um, you know, you see, um, you, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but there, oh, there's yeah. a few characters that look like, uh, you know, you might recognize if you uh, enjoyed some Vertigo comics and things like that. So, oh, that, that's pretty cool. I gotta, I have to reread that. I have to reread issue number one again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna. Um, now, since you mentioned Ava, your artist, I'm gonna ask you. You want to give a shout out to the rest of your creative team that um, for the series. No, yeah, of course. I mean. Um... You know, she's great. Uh, Noah Shorma has been great uh, as the editor. Um, you know, co-writing something, you know, especially something that doesn't exist yet. So it's not like, there's no, like, you know, story Bible or anything we can go to to see how the characters, you know, we're, we're the creators of those characters. So it's, uh, so having someone there to make sure everything's smoothed over and all the characters, the sounds uh, the same through, through the story. Uh, and, and he was excellent in catching every little detail in the art. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, Ava would do a lot of things like put, you know, earrings, necklaces, all these accessories. And Noah had a really good eye for, you know, if something dropped or if, if something wasn't, you know, maybe got missed in the coloring stage mm -hmm. or something like that. And so that all, uh, that was all very well done uh, mm -hmm. on, on the part of uh, Noah. Uh, and, and just someone to call and, and bounce back and forth certain things like, oh, you know, Rachel and I talked about this and uh, yeah. this is how we want to work. And, you know, he, he would sort of give his advice on like, yes. you know, like, oh, well, maybe you should do this instead. Or like, uh, if you're going to, if you really have to do it that way, just say you have to do it, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had Conza Rosa uh, colored the first issue and then Claudia Queer took over uh, okay. after that. But, um, you know, the coloring, I really like, um, this I don't mean this as an insult. Mm -hmm. I like simple color palettes that pop, mm -hmm. and you know there there's a lot of you know fairly uh, flat colors, but you know it's very like colorful. I think it really pops when, when you do it that way mm -hmm. uh, in, in the book, and and that's really what I wanted to see. And, and they they really do a great job of that. Um, and then for the lettering. You know, Zach Sam for the first issue, and then it was uh, Micah Myers for, for the rest of it. Um, you know, again, very, very easy going. Weren't a lot of, you know, yeah. real problems or anything like that. Uh, they're, they're very easy to work with. I've, I've gotten to work with both of them in, mm -hmm. in the past as well. So, you know, whether it be anthologies or, or editing different projects, because Zach was the letterer on Kim and Kim and uh, Lost of Planet Earth. So I got to, you know, this was like, uh, yeah, so so there were a lot of books that I had already gotten to work with him on on tight headlines and things like that. And you know, last uh, you know maybe not last, but uh, mm -hmm. but uh, Jude Viggins uh, designed the logo. He did a great nice. job with that. Uh, we yeah. went through and, and you know went over a few different designs and, and really nailed it down. Uh, uh, the the logo really pops for me. I just I really love it. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm so glad we we were able to work that out with Jude and. You know, and then the rest of the people at Comixology, and I'll, I'll say, you know, in particular, um, yeah, I don't want to leave anyone out, but, it, no, you know, no, uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely Chip Mosher, uh, yes. you know, for 
you know, uh, being the, the reason it, it exists. You know, yes. he, he, he was the thumbs up, thumbs down guy. If that was going to happen or not, yes. he wanted that book to happen. So, yeah. um, you know, he has uh, very recently left the comicsology to pursue yes. other mm-hmm. uh, opportunities. But, you know, the book very literally wouldn't have happened without him. And he was very supportive mm-hmm. and, and worked with us to make sure the book got done. So, you know, absolutely have to, you know, give him proper credit. And uh, also, um, you know, Bryce Gold, who's taken over uh, mm-hmm. for Chip since uh, he left. Uh, you know, Bryce had been there prior, and I, mm-hmm. I got to work with him um, throughout uh, putting the Neverending Party together. Uh, you know, so so he's been doing a great job, very easy mm-hmm. going. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, you know, continuing to work with him through uh, the release of this book. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna slowly, Joe. I'm gonna slowly start wrapping things up. One thing I wanted to touch about the the never end, the never ending party, um, because in the first issue, I noticed that there's a duality in the first issue, like the dance floor, the VIP room, um, the past of 1995, Mindy as a part young party goer, in the present, Mindy is more mature and in a stable relationship. Uh, is I'm just asking is and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I always I got the sense that one of the themes for this book is kind of like um, a, and maybe I'm wrong and say this, but it kind of feels like the theme is kind of like something like there's a like um, it's kind of like something about either growing up or moving on. Yeah, is that was am I correct or am I wrong or? Yeah, no, that's that was definitely something we we're thinking about while, while putting this book together about because. We, we get to examine a lot of these characters and where they are then, where yes. they are now, um, yeah. that you can, you know, we're, we're playing with some ideas about you can, you can grow up or, or you can mature without mm-hmm. being a different person, you, you know, because, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, maturing and growing up, you know, you, you, you change and you can't help that. Yes. Um, so, so there are those sort of things. You know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be tackling that with uh, you know, Mindy and Lulu uh, mm-hmm. over over the course of the, the rest of the series in terms of where they were then, where Mindy is now, yes. uh, what it's like with her and Flavia now, what it was like then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, that's definitely a part of the series. Oh, okay. No, thank you, thank you very much for answering that question. Yeah, um, no problem. I'm going to ask um is there um is there anything else you want to add about the never ending party be- uh, before I start wrapping things up? Well, I mean, I think you know that this is going to be five issues and one mm-hmm. issue every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to be the first Tuesday mm-hmm. every month. Okay. Um it is you know it's a download if you don't have amazon prime is 2.99 through the uh-huh. kindle store but if you have amazon prime which many people do it's uh-huh. free yeah you know it, you you've basically already paid for it with your prime membership so you know please you know please feel free to check it out you know if you if you have prime it's it's a lot uh-huh. easier to just you know go on click it to read and, and you can read through it um and, and you know, beyond that, we're, we really worked hard to pack a lot in every issue. Yes. I think every issue has a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of uh, playing with time. 
Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see yep. like the second issue, they go further back in time. You know, they're, they're oh. in ancient Greece at one point. Okay. So, you know, you get to see a lot of, of that. And, you know, the stakes just sort of keep getting upped every issue. I'm really excited uh, for people to get to issue three. Uh, mm -hmm. We really, uh, things, you know, really come to a head uh, at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, but, you know, I, I like everything, you know, that we were able to do with this, but, you know, by, by issue three, I, I think we really hit, like, like if things really get out of hand and I'm mm -hmm. really excited to, uh, you know, hear what, what people think about that. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask three more questions. Sure. Is, um, what is the most fun or exciting thing you love working in comics? I mean, a lot of it's the collaboration. A lot of mm -hmm. it is, you know, talking with people, going over things, getting the art. Yeah. In uh, all of that. I, I mean, there, there's so much to it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that getting to watch, you know, the different stages of the pages mm -hmm. uh, over, over the course of making it's very, very exciting. Yeah. And then have you and your family been to Hawaii? We've actually, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I know I haven't. I think, mm -hmm. I think one or two of my brothers probably have been. Two of them, uh, well, all three of them have, have traveled a mm -hmm. lot. Uh, they're all yeah. in music. And mm -hmm. uh, two of them have traveled, you know, uh, in particular playing in bands. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I myself have not made it out to Hawaii yet. Mm -hmm. So with the next Comixology original, you're going to pitch, you're going to, you're going to pitch it. You're going to have it in your contract to have it set in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You need to be in Hawaii for six months to really do research, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have a, a friend from high school who lives in Hawaii. Oh. Uh, I think he still does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years since I, I checked in, but, but yeah. It's, oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Last question. Any closing words to our listeners? Um, yeah, I just, I, I really appreciate people taking the time to, to listen, you know, to what I have to say about anything. Uh, and, and yeah, um, you know, feel free to check out not just, you know, the never ending party. Uh, you know, my other work's also available. You can check through, through Amazon. Yes. Um, if, if you're not sure, you, you know, you do get a few preview pages. Uh, when you check it out, um, if, if you're interested in just seeing uh, my writing uh, for like a whole issue, but aren't quite sure about uh, diving in or spending money yet, uh, you can read the first issue of She Said Destroy for free on Vault's website. Okay. So people can do that. But but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I hope you know people check this out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if not for me, for Rachel. Uh, Rachel has done a lot. Uh, for for literature, for tarot, for comics, mm -hmm. and and I hope you know people, uh, you know, check it out and then go back and you know pre-order her Doom Patrol omnibus, which is finally getting released, and uh, you know check out some of her her prose work like uh, Unquenchable Fire and uh, Temporary Agency, which I think are just two fantastic novels. Oh, okay, all right, Joe. Mahalo. Thank you in Hawaii. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. I, I wish you all the success with the never ending party. Um, I also want to thank Pamela of Superfan Promotions for help setting up this interview.
And if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out The Never Ending Party from Comicsology. Issue one and two are out. Issue three comes out on August 2nd. And as Joe has mentioned, um, it's a five-part series. Um, and each issue drops on the first Tuesday of each month. So please check it out. I also want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun, Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And thank you to the listeners. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Over and above. Uh, customer service wise always taking care of us going the extra mile so responsive getting instantaneous uh responses back to uh questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it that's kind of cool really quality experience so we we love working with cowabunga and deep discount and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. that we leave them there because we like them they're cool good people that's why they're in there by god they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love stay with them because every everybody needs to support their local comic shops but if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list, just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. <laughs>